Hello and welcome back to another audio exclusive podcast and today I'm joined by Tommy, surprise, surprise, and we are going to be talking about the Miami GP qualifying because that happened yesterday and we have, spoiler alert, in case you have not watched it or whatever, Charlotte Clerk on pole position, a Ferrari 1-2, it's all very exciting. Tommy, were you surprised by that result? Did you have your fingers crossed, your max cape on, hoping for a max <laughs> pole? No, no max cape yet. Uh, no Grace Wanzi yet. Um, ah. saving, it, saving it for today, the big Mark. day. So Max will win, don't worry. I've, no, I've jinxed it. There was so many jinxes, by the way, it, me and Jack in the quality watch along. Uh, and also the fact that me, you and Matt all predicted a Red Bull pole. Mm. And of course, it ended up a Ferrari one too. So yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. It seemed like it was Red Bulls. Uh, but yeah, first first Ferrari one two in a while. Yeah, first since 2019 Mexico, you've said here. So if that's wrong, it's on you. But <laughs> no, I'm sure that's all good. But yeah, um, great to see Carlos Sainz up there as well. I know, bless him, he's had a pretty tough time of it lately. From coming out of 2021, some would say the better of the two Ferrari drivers, you know, got made more, more podiums, finished higher than the clerk in his first year. He sort of came into 2022, super hyped, ready, knowing he had a competitive car underneath him. And it sort of just started to crumble away. I think Australia was kind of the start of it all, had really poor quality. And then in the race, tried to make up places, obviously beached in the gravel. And then Imola, you know, didn't even get to complete a lap before Danny Rick sort of punts him into the gravel. And then he had the crash as well uh, in FP2, which we'll go into because some of the drivers are not happy with the FIA. They are doing their own little mini FIA rants in the media pen. And I'm so proud. That's my voice. <laughs> I was about to say that this is this is for the, the end. But um, yeah, I think we're going to get a KT FIA rant. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> do, do you not... Um, I was quite surprised that Science was on it. He 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 put in a genuine battle for pole with Leclerc. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's it's still five nil to to Leclerc at the moment. But um, I think Science probably that was the closest he'd got to pole. I can't quote that in terms of time, but in terms of like how it felt, Science definitely mm. felt like he was on it and could have snatched pole, which was a surprise after what happened uh, earlier because all the talk was you know. Science washed, Spanish Latifi, all that kind oh, of stuff. No. And um, instead, uh, yeah, he's kind of pulled it out of the bag. Uh, it's going to be, I'm going to jinx the race here, but Tell it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fascinating, which means that uh, Verstappen will just pass Science at the start and yeah. it'll be boring. But it is a fascinating dynamic to see what will happen with Ferrari because Science is going to want to win his first Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. And Leclerc is going to want him as a rear gunner. And it's too early in the season for them to play team orders yet. Maybe it's going to be very interesting. I am really excited to see how it get, we get on. Um, so before we sort of delve into other stories from qualifying, let's have a quick recap of the top 10. So as we said, Charles Leclerc got pole position, followed by Carlos Sainz. There's Max Verstappen in third, Sergio Perez fourth, Valtteri Bottas P5, Lewis Hamilton, P6, Pierre Gasly, P7, Lando Norris, P8, Yuki Tsunoda, P9, and Lance Stroll putting that Aston Martin into P10, which is a great result. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a bit about Verstappen because I think it's fair to say a lot of us 
if we had money, we would have put it on Max Verstappen for pole. You put Perez in your prediction graphic, didn't you? Yeah, just, you just all as a jinx. The... Yeah. Um, oh, oh, no, smart. it was, to was be like... fair, <laughs> to be fair, Sergio was quick. I mean, he was only one tenth mm. off. I mean, Verstappen made a mistake on his lap. Uh, would he have got pole? We don't know. But he definitely, he definitely had another lap in him uh to go quicker and i think he would have if he hadn't have made that mistake but he made a mistake so he's not on pole um it's even with the uh yeah even with his nightmare on friday really as we said with no no real running um and then even in fp3 um the absolute moment of all moments two minutes from the end almost going into the wall um, my heart stopped uh, at that moment because that was a smash it in the the wall seconds before qualifying and don't make quality. So managed to save it, keep out the wall, and uh, despite all that, all those issues, he um, yeah still looked on it and the guy to beat. But he did, however, make a mistake, and I think afterwards he said, you know, the lack of trek running. Uh, it has hurt him a little bit, but it's not the end of the world because uh, they've got a quick car. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure these drivers, they've got such unreal skill in being able to just learn the track, memorize the track. And even with lack of running, somehow they still managed to pull out these magical performances. So yeah. we'll see how Max gets on today. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Also, someone has got to go into the wall at some point at turn 16 just before the straight because they get within millimeters of that wall i feel like someone at some point maybe this afternoon this is going to be a jinx now but (laughs) someone's going to get so close to that wall because yeah it is is punishing that sector they they wanted it to be punishing and it is probably too punishing which we'll go into later but yeah yes exactly (laughs) Um, well, let's go on to the next point, which is the, the Valtteri King. Bottas is amazing corner. Oh, this, we need to saw, come up with a snappy name for this. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say who saw this coming, but uh, my pre-bold prediction was that Bottas would prove everyone wrong and do some great quality performances. Uh, Just saying. Just rub that uh, in there. <laughs> although, however, I even I in that said, um, you know, he's going to be... Um, He'll be putting that alpha where it doesn't belong in like P8, P9, P5 ahead of Lewis. He has outqualified Lewis Hamilton this year, three to two. That is absolutely mad. It is crazy. I honestly can't believe that when um, I saw that's where he qualified yesterday. Um, to give a bit of context, I wasn't around yesterday because I was at a hen do of all things. Um, <laughs> and I managed to make it back in time for, F, uh, for uh, qualifying. And I didn't make it past Q1 because I fell asleep on the sofa for like four hours. So when I woke up, I obviously went on WTF1 to have a look at all the results. And yeah, I saw your little um, Bottas meme of him looking at <laughs> him in P5. Had, had to be done, didn't it? Yeah, with the... Uh, Monza template from last year but yeah what an unreal performance for Valtteri I honestly am just so pleased to see him thriving at Alfa Romeo because I know that coming into this year a lot of us well I certainly was very pessimistic of this rule change and thinking it's going to be the same order as last year I was as well Uh, I think me and you were when we 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 were team negative over here but hey ho (laughs) better to have low expectations and have them beaten so I'm sticking with that but 
Yeah, the pace of the alpha. I mean, just amazing. And Veltri getting the most out of it. Um, I'm really pleased for him just to have everybody back in him again, because when he was at Mercedes, you know, especially last year, he must have known that his time was wearing thin. That's definitely not a saying, but we're making it a saying. His time was running out, maybe, <laughs> at Mercedes. Patience um, was wearing thin. Time was running out. You've done your, you've done no, your I have. I've synergy of phrases again. I love it. Oh, dear. Somebody at some point will have to make like um, a a supercut of all my incorrect sayings but it's fine keeps people on their toes that is a saying that generally is um but you know lots of people were quick to criticize Valtteri I was probably one of them last year a few times you know thinking I'm not saying he's washed but you know he, he really needs to pull out some amazing performances and they just weren't coming but Alfa Romeo he's like a new man he, he is. is just doing so well and I'm glad to see that he is also going to use one of the three helmet designs on each day <laughs> that his partner designed for him, which I feel bad when I listened back and said it looked like they had previously been designed by a child. I take that back. I'm really sorry, I Tiffany. Don't. They, um, <laughs> they, it's, it's funny that, yeah, maybe he's going to use that helmet again uh, just because it did him so well in quality. Maybe if he's superstitious, he's like, oh. I should use this one but yeah he is thriving i mean he was Go he off, was queen <laughs> he was clear <laughs> he was clear fifth mm. um ahead of yeah uh the rest of the the midfield um what a performance he he really is just he's just doing so well and like you say it's just it's just the fact that it just shows that what uh, so certain drivers and i think bottas is definitely one of these that uh, it's a confidence thing and I think his confidence was absolutely just shattered at Mercedes and he did have his moments um, even at the end you know um, Turkey I think is a great example of that that race that everyone thought he was going to go off because it was raining and he just absolutely mm. wiped the floor with everyone and it's like okay instead of wiping out cars he wiped yeah the floor. exactly and I wonder how much that was to do with his, co- with his contract because I think it was announced then and he sort of settled his future mm. a bit maybe so um yeah, he's doing very well. I will just add, because it's not in the sheet, but I'm feeling really sorry for Zhou Guan Yu at the moment because he has had good he's had good pace. He was on it in I want to say the last race at Imola. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He was up in up there in Q1 doing really well and got mm. shafted by the weather. And then he looked pretty good again this weekend and uh was an unfortunate victim of everyone backing up and qualifying he just got blocked by everyone um and the reason for that is because i said he'd be top 10 in qualifying so i jinxed him bad sorry joe guan yu but i hope your luck changes soon because i think he's done a lot better than people think yeah very much so when he was announced at alpha last year a lot of people being pretty harsh to his performances so I'm glad that he's been able to prove some people wrong although yeah there has been a bit of bad luck mixed in there so well done just generally well done to the Alfa Romeo gang this weekend so far you're doing a great job keep it up doing amazing sweeties (laughs) actually uh right other talking points Mercedes talking of bad jinxes as well by the way you and Matt recorded a podcast with Matt in Miami and you were saying could this be Mercedes weekend oh yeah and uh, the answer is no. Well, at the moment, uh, we're still, you know, only halfway through the weekend, technically. Uh, but 
yeah, looks really promising in practice. And then we get to qualifying. And although Lewis Hamilton, fantastic performance from him to put it P6, which out of context, if you had said that yeah. two, three years ago, you'd be like, sorry, what? Um, first time as well that he's qualified outside the top five at a US Grand Prix. So says mm-hmm. a lot. But um, yeah, P6 and George Russell, P12. I was listening to him chat uh, to the media after quality. And he was saying, you know, looking at the FP2 times and stuff, they had enough, they thought they might have enough pace for almost pole. And you've put it P12. So it seems as if some people just couldn't get that car into the place they wanted, whether they'd maybe missed out on doing the first run before their second run or whatever it was. Um, a lot of people sort of got a bit shafted. Danny Rick being another one. Um, Kevin said that he was having radio issues because uh, there seemed to be yeah. so much more potential in that car, which is frustrating. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts about the Mercedes this weekend? Do you think they'll be able to do more in the race today? I basically, back to the jinx, I'm calling it all on myself again, of course. Yeah. The, the double jinx master plan, um, which was me saying that the title's over, they had no chance in the in the Imola podcast. And then basically it, it did seem genuine. You know, it wasn't just as hyping. It, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of the other drivers were saying Mercedes do genuinely look on Red Bull and Ferrari's pace this weekend. It's not just a flash in the pan FP2. They do seem to have just found something and genuine issues and other other journalists were writing up that like what has caused this and the, the Merck drivers themselves were like, oh, you know, we're looking better, like better, stronger, faster. Um, and uh, yeah, but, you know, I had to do my duty um, as an Alexis Stappen fan and jinx them back by saying they were going to win the race. So there we go. Oh, they just thanks. failed. It, it, um, <laughs> no, joking aside, it would have been nice to see them up there because a, a three-way battle for the title would have been would have been really cool but um yeah all that all that hype and they were probably not not worse than they are but i, I thought they'd at least be fifth and sixth but yeah the great bottas master plan put an end to that Valtteri bottas still causing trouble at mercedes even though he's not with them so yeah traditions um, traditions indeed so yeah mercedes not living up to the hype but we'll see what can be done today i mean listening to the drivers it doesn't sound as if there's going to be much overtaking any passing no no so very much ready to be reading out the same result for qualifying as what is in the race um but something oh sorry one thing sorry sorry to interrupt you one thing while while we're on that subject uh i read i don't know if you've heard any more on this but i read last night uh, before I went to bed, that it was there was a big thunderstorm and it absolutely chucked it down and it completely washed the track again. So we oh, could no. end up with conditions like it was in FP1, with everyone skating off and they're not even. Yeah, it could be even worse offline, but also like the racing line itself could be bad and dusty as well because this condition, these conditions and this like track surface, um, which you were at a wonderful article on on WTF1.com. I did. Um, I predicted that it would be rubbish and it was rubbish. <laughs> so, yeah, you should have made more of that. Yeah. But give um, yourself a yeah. point. Thanks. I'm gonna give myself a point, even though it wasn't in the actual predictions, <laughs> but I'm still giving myself a point. But yeah, for those of you that 
maybe had wondered why the track surface was different and drivers have been complaining about it. Um, it's got a lot of limestone, which is not normally used for track surfaces and possibly one of the worst like aged quotes I've ever heard um, is the guy who was sourcing it out and looking after the track was like, we've made it. So it's like really grippy straight away. And all the drivers <laughs> have been like, it is terrible. We hate it. Never have the surface again, basically. Um, so yeah, we'll see how the track conditions are for the race today. Um, but no, not much overtaking from the sounds of it. The one thing that might change up the order is that this track, as you mentioned earlier, is very punishing of mistakes and two mistakes that happened over the weekend at the same part of the track, uh, near turn 13 is, um, Carlos Sainz lost it there in FP2. And then Esteban Ocon had a similar accident in FP3, a 51G crash he's reporting. So not great. And also he Massive, said that he hurt his knees, which I'm not surprised by, probably winded from it. Um, and also the car was then not ready to take part in qualifying, which is a great shame. But lots of drivers have been quite critical of the FIA because after Carlos's crash on Friday, um, they had their traditional drivers meeting with the race director and Carlos was pretty adamant that we need to put some proper barriers at this corner because at the moment it's just like a concrete wall. Um, and that's because they weren't anticipating there to be much many crashes because it's quite a slow speed corner. Um, and the barriers weren't added in. And then Esteban Ocon had like an almost deja vu pretty much identical crash to Carlos. Um, and now as a result, there have been some pretty strong comments from the drivers. Um, I shall read some out to you. Uh, so Esteban Ocon said, what's unacceptable really is that it was for a 51G crash for what should have been not so, such a big impact. Uh, Carlos said the impact was way too big and today it felt huge. It's probably the biggest shunt of my career. So yesterday Carlos got hurt and I got hurt today as well. The FIA should push harder for our safety, but it's important that we will be able to race and I will be able to race tomorrow. Um, and then when a professional driver of the caliber of Carlos driving for Ferrari says something like this yesterday, I think the minimum is that it should be taken into consideration and do the best possible thing to make a change. And yeah. No, no, they need to, they need to crack down on Hamilton's earrings instead. Don't worry about, you know, the crash yeah. barriers. It's just he's ridiculous. got an earring. He's got an earring. Get him. Game. Um, it's just that yeah, this is not a great look for the the FIA, which and and this situation that there's not really been too much to sort of get annoyed about. I'm sure you're loving it, Katie, because you can do another rant again. Um but been building it, it up. But it is a it is a joke. And um, yeah, so Lance Stroll said it was uh, a joke yeah. and Lando said he agreed with him. Other drivers were really not happy about it. The fact that Carlos, if you, I don't know if you've actually seen the interview where he's talking about it. He looks genuinely mad because um, he's saying they didn't listen to me. And the interviewer is like, are you going to go speak to him again? And he's like, no, because they don't listen. And he just sounded really frustrated by it. Um, and the fact that Ocon's gone in there and yeah, like 51G is a massive crash. Um, it seemed, it, it does seem like it should be like quite a nothing crash, but because it's a massive concrete wall, mm. the, the kind of, it shows how important those tech pros are because, you know, that's, 
Uh, what was Verstappen's crash at um, Silverstone? I think it's about the same. I think it was about 51. I'm sure it was 51. Mm. I, I was saying that because I'm sure it was exactly the same G. Yeah, it was. And he's obviously going 51... Uh, sorry, 51. 160 miles an hour. Into <laughs> 50 a, miles into an a, hour. Yeah, that wouldn't be quite... But I mean, um, yeah, that shows that a high-speed crash in a safe barrier versus a slow-speed one in a massive concrete barrier. I mean, I'm very interested to see what they do. But mm-hmm. um, I've been keeping an eye on it this morning to see if they make any amendments um, because some drivers, yeah, saying, Valtteri Bottas said there's no reason why there should not be a tech pro barrier at that corner and that it should have been there on Saturday after Carlos's comments. But some other drivers, including George Russell and Sergio Perez, agreed that there wasn't much that could be done with such little time. So... I mean, I'm not I mean, a professional barrier putter in so I can't tell you exactly what needs to be done. But surely there must be some sort of spare tech pro around in case tech pro gets damaged or something along those lines. They can have all this glitz and fake water yeah, and marinas and harbor, you have mermaids in the and a, <laughs> and a beach, but you can't put tech pro in. I'm sorry, but heaven forbid i mean it just it just Mm. gives me it just it's a it's a bad vibe isn't it to just think that like they're going to go into a race and just be like oh there's nothing we can do really after all the drivers it's not it's not great to to see um yeah fingers crossed no one goes in there again if they're not going to do their do what they Mm. should be doing and fixing it uh based on driver feedback and 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 not even driver feedback where They've just gone. I think this could be dangerous. Yeah, I've had two because I'm sure I read that uh, Carlos's incident was forty something G as well. Um, so you've had literally two case studies, um, and it's not it's not right. So yeah, um, a bit miffed by it. I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll get the rant of all rants on the race podcast uh, from you if it's not been fixed and uh, no. we shall see. Yeah. I mean, it's a difficult one because I have been fairly supportive of the FIA with the drivers underwear and jewelry, you know, clampdowns that they're trying to do um, because that is in the rule books and the FIA is there to look after the safety outside of the car uh, in terms of barriers and also inside the cars, which obviously includes how the drivers um, are and what they wear. But yeah, this is just insane to me that the drivers, it's not just one driver that's gone, oh, I've just got this small little idea, you know, like it sounds as if a huge amount of the drivers have all said, look, we really want the tech pro there. And that's the FIA's job is to listen to the drivers. You know, they're the ones that are going out there risking their lives for our entertainment. You think that by just putting some extra tech pro there as a bit of peace of mind would be good. But yeah, like you say, just have to have our fingers crossed that nothing goes wrong but that's not how it should work we shouldn't just be sat here manifesting that nobody crashes there again because it's a dangerous corner it should be okay there's a problem we need to get this done as soon as possible to fix it um but i don't know it's uh miami this weekend just generally has been a bit of a fever dream it feels like it just doesn't quite (laughs) seem right (laughs) it's It's such a bizarre weekend um it doesn't feel you're right it really doesn't feel real with all the all the stuff going on and it's just quite frankly a very bizarre weekend um yeah 
I think yeah. the kind of thing that topped it off yesterday, I was watching Ted's notebook and he went up an escalator to go and yeah. see inside the, have you seen that? Yeah. Inside the stadium. And then the escalator is only going up, but he had to go back down again. So then he spent like five minutes of the notebook just trying to walk down an escalator that's going up. And fair play to his cameraman for being able to like do that and not drop a camera or anything like that. I tried that once at um, like a next or something when I was younger and I got kicked out because you're not allowed to do that. Go the wrong way up an escalator. Yeah. <laughs> but Ted Kravitz, the man is untouchable. So um, yeah, that was, I was like, that just tops off the weekend for me. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, good qualifying, a fair bit of a shake up. Once again, well done to, to Bottas. To Lance Stroll as well, great performance from him. I'm really pleased to see him in into Q3. Um, but oh my goodness, also another point. I know it's hot in Miami, but looking at the drivers after qualifying, they look like they'd taken a dip in the fake harbour. They were sweaty, yeah. sweaty boys. Well, Hamilton said it's like Singapore. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's, it's so humid. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe that makes mm. me feel a bit better that we're not there, eh, right, Tommy? Well, yeah, nice Matt, Matt, room. Uh, Matt's been having to buy $8 bottles of water just to stay hydrated, so... My poor heart bleeds for him. <laughs> Must be so difficult. <laughs> but poor yeah, guy. Poor guy. honestly. Um, but no, that's all good. Um, and then, yeah, have you got any final thoughts that you want to add in yourself, Tommy? Or should we wrap uh, this up? Not really. I'm just looking at the order. I think, um, yeah, shout out to Lance Stroll, who I think uh, definitely overachieved his car there. So he deserves a shout out. Um, and yeah, it's um, it's quite a fascinating midfield where it's just been changing constantly. So even if um, I just I just hope it's a good race because um, all this hype, um, you know, your your prediction is looking strong so far. But I do hope you jinx it. Uh, the fact that you know there's all this hype and the race will be dull. Let's hope it is a good race uh, and a safe race with that that barrier. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still very much looking forward to it. Uh, Max being in P3 said this on the watch along, um, normally when Verstappen's behind, mm. it's a bit more of an exciting race cause you know, he is going to go for it. So, yeah. um, yeah. Mm. And it does seem like the Red Bull might've been maybe a little bit quicker or definitely on the, yeah, on the, on the, um, Ferrari's pace. So, uh, Yeah fascinating race ahead let's hope it delivers and on that note the facebook notifications are going off <laughs> <laughs> but no thanks so much for joining me tommy and um thank you as well to everyone that's listening we're trying to do more of these audio only podcasts so it's great uh to know that you guys are enjoying them and giving us feedback on social and yeah let us know if you want us to record any other kind of audio only thing also this could be something going forward. Depends if you guys want to see it or not. Um, Tommy and I record this and we have video. So we were thinking potentially of maybe making some of these audio only podcasts available in video format, but for team WTF1 members. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in, let us know on social. And if you want to know more about team WTF1, uh, you can join and be part of a really cool exclusive club for just two pounds a month. So we can find more information on the cool website. Only. 
Yeah, exactly. It's the cool club, you know? <laughs> um, so if that sounds like something you would be interested in, if you want to see our faces while we record these things, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> not, you do. Not my face today. I'm, I'm, I'm baby sleep deprived in my <laughs> pajamas. Like, I, I'm glad. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a coffee right before the podcast. It's just given me the energy to power through and power talking through, about yeah. F1 with you as kept me through it but I thought I was gonna um pass out from exhaustion halfway through the podcast but I've made it I'm proud of you and I'm sure everybody listening is proud of you as well thank you (laughs) get emotion (laughs) but no thanks everyone for listening and I never know how to wrap these up so I'm just gonna say goodbye bye